Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for absolutely refusing to meet your sister's new boyfriend? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, Am I the jerk for telling my sister that she destroyed her own life and has no one to blame but herself? My sister went to an Ivy League college and an Ivy League law school. Right out of law school, she got a job at one of the biggest law firms in America as a litigation lawyer. She was making well over $200,000 as a starting salary. Shortly after she finished high school, she married a surgeon who adored and loved her. She threw that all away. She had an affair with one of her clients. His litigation case was from the same acts as his criminal trials. He's a scumbag who had a criminal record already. Despite his parents having money, his crimes were enough to still put him in jail. He wasn't in jail when they met, but my sister got busted when she was visiting him in jail after his sentencing. She visited him as his lawyer, but didn't disclose that they were in a romantic relationship. They got caught by the employees at the jail. She lost her job at the law firm. She tried fighting it, but she got disbarred because having a romantic relationship with a client was forbidden. She was sued, and she also got arrested for both smuggling things, like a cell phone, into the jail, and for helping him cover up his crimes and destroying evidence in the lawsuit. Her husband left her when she got busted at the jail, and it came out that the baby she was pregnant with, my nephew, was not his. It sounds like a darn soap opera. I was away at college when all this was going on, so I only heard details from my mom and dad. I thought they had to be exaggerating, but it's all true. Now I'm home until the fall, when I start graduate school. My sister lives with my parents. She's on probation and is doing a reunification plan to get custody of my nephew back. He's lived with Scumbag's sister, who is the opposite of her criminal brother since he was born. I visit them sometimes. My sister works in the stock room at Target. I'm tired of my sister complaining about how unfair everything is and how she was mistreated and it wasn't that bad. She constantly goes on about it and acts like the victim. I finally snapped and told her it's her fault and she has no one else to blame. I also said it's the wrong attitude to have if she wants to rebuild her life and get custody of my nephew back. She's pissed off. Even my dad said I could be kinder to her because she's at rock bottom. Was I wrong for what I said? My sister wasn't a child. She was a highly paid lawyer with an Ivy League education. She knew what she was doing was wrong on so many levels. She created this mess and I'm tired of her constantly complaining and whining. She's really pissed and wants me to take it back and it caused a huge argument. Yeah, she's at rock bottom. Was I wrong for what I said? Yeah, I definitely don't think OP's wrong here. It's pretty blatantly what it is. OP's not lying and OP's not saying something malicious just to hurt somebody. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for booby trapping my cola? Just to get it out of the way, I didn't poison anyone or attempt to murder them in any way. The issue I had was that someone kept stealing my coke from the office fridge. 
It only occurred overnight and I wanted to leave it in the fridge overnight so that I had a cold bottle of coke when I arrive at work. I've attempted to prevent this from happening in numerous ways, but I haven't been successful so far. I was leaving them in the fridge and when I have two to three bottles left, they'll be gone by the morning. So I started putting them in a different fridge in a different kitchen in the office. I work in a big firm and they would disappear again. Then I started putting them in a plastic bag to indicate that they're someone's and it did help for a while, but it started happening again. It went as bad as them stealing six bottles at once. My latest solution is to keep them in a cupboard no one uses and just leave one can in the fridge overnight in a plastic bag, which I have to fold in a ball so it's not obvious it's a bottle of coke. And if I forget to do so, they will steal it. This isn't an ideal situation to me as I have to constantly keep track of it. I know this might sound petty to you and that I'm making a big deal out of it, but to me, it's really annoying to go to work expecting to have coke for the day just to find that someone got all of it. Now to the jerk part. What I did was I put one bottle in the fridge that I mixed with Ipecac. The next day I went in, I walked past the washroom and heard someone vomiting. After they went out, I asked if they were okay, and they told me that someone poisoned their coke. I simply told them that it was put there overnight by somebody else and that they stole it. I also said they should never do it again if they didn't want to get sick again. They never did, and now I can safely put my cokes in the fridge again. Am I the jerk? Is this ethical and morally okay? I don't think you can really endorse it. Does it feel like something they kind of have coming to them? Honestly, kind of yeah. All I can think about is when OP said Ipecac, it just makes me think of that family guy scene where they all start throwing up. I guess the bottom line is OP put it in their drink. I mean, you have a right to put whatever you want in your own drink, right? Our next story is, am I the jerk for embarrassing my cousin and getting us kicked out of a restaurant? I, female 25, don't have kids yet. I never really wanted them growing up, but I figure I'll eventually have kids in the future once I get my life together. My cousin Sarah, 29, has two bad behaved kids from a previous relationship and a newborn baby with her boyfriend MJ, 40. Last night, my mother, sister, Sarah, and I went to a sushi restaurant, and this was my first time having sushi. After we ordered, I had a hard time using the chopsticks. My cousin started obnoxiously laughing. The waiter came over and asked me if I wanted training wheels, which is a little plastic item that attaches to the chopsticks that helps you hold them in place. My cousin laughed and said sorry about her, she constantly embarrasses herself and us. I just gave her this side eye and put the training wheels on. When it was time to order desserts, her boyfriend MJ finally joined us, claiming that he was busy. She went on to tell him how stupid and slow I was for not knowing how to use chopsticks, and how the waiters and everyone around now know that I'm an embarrassment. My mom asked her what her problem was, and she goes on a rant about how I'm so embarrassing, and it's no wonder I'm jealous of her being a mother and no one wants to have kids with me. I finally had enough. I said I don't want to have kids because I don't want them to come out like your rude pieces of crap. And you're calling me an embarrassment? Didn't MJ just have a baby on you with his wife? Your baby literally has a sibling a week apart from her. You probably learned how to use chopsticks by eating his wife's leftovers. I guess when she was attacking me it was fine because everyone turned on me. It got so loud that management had to get involved. 
Sarah was screaming and crying, MJ was yelling at me, and my mom and sister were berating me for being mean. Management brought the bill and told us to please pay it and leave. My mom paid the entire bill, but my sister said I'm the jerk for embarrassing Sarah and getting us kicked out, and how she's probably going through postpartum depression. Now, I don't know if I went too far, seeing as she's probably going through some post-baby stress. Am I the jerk? I just can't really blame OP when they had to deal with their sister ragging on them constantly going on and on, putting OP down and belittling their life choices and their skills and like where they've ended up in life. At some point, almost anybody's gonna snap, right? This next story is, am I the jerk for using graphic and vulgar language when my teacher wouldn't let me bring my bag to the bathroom? So I, 17-year-old female, have this hard-butt old-school teacher who I'll call Mr. Miller. His first name is Steven, which will become relevant late. He's in his late 50s and super strict, especially with the girls for some reason. He also has a special hatred for students who cut class. And after some kids in my hour pulled a stunt earlier this year, they asked to go to the bathroom and didn't come back to class, he's had a policy that students can't take their bags to the bathroom. His rationale is that if students have to leave their bags behind, they'll have to come back for them. As you can imagine, this rule has been so frustrating for the girls in the class. As you probably know, most women's clothing don't have pockets large enough to fit a pad or a tampon discreetly. I've just dealt with it by wearing bulky hoodies and putting my pads in the front pocket. But it's been really hot lately and our school has really bad quality AC. So on Thursday, I didn't wear one. Anyway, about halfway through Mr. Miller's class, I raised my hand and asked to go to the bathroom. He said yes, and I stood up with my bag, hoping that he wouldn't notice. He noticed. He reminded me in that condescending way that older teachers talk down to teens that I had to leave my bag in the classroom. I don't know how the exact convo went, but the following is the gist. I said, sorry, I need it. He said, I don't care. I make the rules in this classroom. Please go to the bathroom without your backpack or sit down. I said, come on, please, I need my bag. Mr. Miller says, all right, I'll bite. Why in the world could you possibly need your backpack? Me, now extremely frustrated and needing to pee really bad, shouting, because I need a pad to soak up the blood that comes out of my, you know what, Steve. I then stormed out bag slung over my shoulder. When I got out of the bathroom, I was intercepted in the hallway by a guidance counselor and taken to the office. They called my parents and issued me a full week of after-school detention for use of vulgar and graphic language and unauthorized walkout. My mom negotiated it down to two sessions because I'm generally a very good student, and it was my first offense of this nature. I talked to my sister about it, and she said that I shouldn't have made a scene that it is his classroom, and I should follow his rules. She also told me that I shouldn't have disrupted class like that, and that I was making a mountain out of a molehill. Her words have me second-guessing my actions, so now I'm wondering, am I the jerk? Obviously, Mr. Miller did not have any conception that this might be a possibility, sadly. I just can't blame any kid for lashing out in that situation because it's embarrassing. It's a very private thing that you don't want to just have to like unleash in front of everybody and remind everybody that you're currently going through that. And let's be real, it's not even graphic and vulgar language. Our next story is, am I the jerk for asking a couple to stop changing their baby's diaper in the middle of a plane? 
I, 28-year-old female, was on a flight for several hours today, seated behind a couple with a baby. I'm a really nauseous flyer, so I took a Dramamine ahead of time and did my best to get some sleep during the flight. This didn't happen because of the baby's crying, but oh well. I know flights are scary and stressful for infants and there was nothing anyone could do about that. What got to me was the couple changing their baby's extremely stinky number two diaper right in the middle of their seats, using the mom's food tray as a changing table. We were at the back of the plane right by the bathrooms, which I confirmed had baby changing tables when I had to go back there to throw up after the smell hit me. I didn't say anything the first time, but the second time I heard them go into the diaper bag a couple hours later, I asked if they could please go use the plane bathroom instead of exposing everyone on the plane to the smell. The mom went off on me and said I had no idea how stressful it is to travel with an infant, which is true. I don't have kids. The flight attendant at the back of the plane agreed with me and asked them to only use the bathrooms to change their baby. Plus, a few minutes later, the pilot made an announcement that all diaper changing needed to be done in the bathrooms, after which both parents looked extremely annoyed. Am I the jerk for asking them to stop changing their baby in the middle of the plane and inadvertently bringing it to the attention of the flight crew? Definitely not the jerk, and for the sake of all of the other people within a small radius of those people that were kind enough to not say anything, I'm sure they were all thanking you dearly for being the one person to stand up and say it. Our next story is, am I the jerk for being fed up with the menacing children living above us? Me, 22-year-old female, and boyfriend, 23-year-old male, live in a beautiful luxury apartment complex. Literally everything is perfect about the town homes and apartments. They're well kept, never have any issues with people or their dogs. It's quite blissful. We moved in the end of December two days after the neighbors above us. We're third floor and their fourth floor and top floor. Neighbors above us have three children under the age of five. We live boring lives as we work very high stress jobs and just like to relax when we get home. Every day since the day we moved in, the three children above us are menaces from 5am to 12am every day no matter what. Moving furniture, bashing heavy things on the ground, throwing themselves on the floor having temper tantrums, and sumo wrestling from what it sounds. After a week of this I decided one night to go introduce myself, in case they forgot people lived under them. Their mom answered the door, and I introduced myself as the neighbor below and that it was nice to meet her. She apologized because it was Christmas break and school was out so the kids were roughhousing. I said I completely understand, kids are kids. And we left it at that. Fast forward to the middle of January, it's 6am on a Sunday and the little menaces are at it again like it's their job. They woke me up from a dead sleep. I go up, knock on the door and one of the kids answer the door and I ask for her mom. Mother comes and apologizes and says that if I have a problem, that it's not her issue anymore. She cannot control her kids and that I needed to call the cops. I snarky replied, If you can't control them, then you shouldn't have had them. Not the nicest thing, but after losing sleep consecutively for weeks because of this, I was fed up. I proceeded to email the office. Mind you, this entire time I've been getting videos and proof of the noises, so they got ample amounts of evidence. She was fined by the county and told to knock off the noises outside of the ordinance hours. She didn't listen and let her children run amok, and I continued to complain every time I was woken up at 6am on a weekend. 
She's now been fined five times for a total of $4,000 and tells the office I discriminate against her because she has children and she simply can't afford the fines given by the county. I love kids, but if I wanted to live with them, I would have reproduced. Am I the jerk? If it's definitely excessive and especially during times where it shouldn't be excessive, you can't really blame OP for taking the Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Appropriate and existing options to report it. I just know I would be driven crazy too if I kept losing sleep over that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting my son's girlfriend to respect my religious beliefs under my roof? I, 54-year-old female, have a son, 19-year-old male, who is off in college. His college is a few hours from where I live, but this weekend he came to visit with his girlfriend in honor of Mother's Day. It was my first time meeting his girlfriend, who we met doing college extracurriculars. His girlfriend, 19-year-old female, is a lovely girl but very eccentric. She was very shy and quiet when my son introduced us, even though I did my best to welcome her into our home. Even when she had begun talking and everyone was more relaxed, she still seemed on edge. The conflict came when we sat down for Mother's Day lunch. My husband said grace, as he always does, but my son's girlfriend acted like she didn't care at all. She just looked at us as we all bowed our heads and even when my son indicated she should do the same, she didn't. After my husband finished, I asked why she didn't show any respect for the prayer. She again looked uncomfortable and said she didn't grow up Christian and doesn't really know the proper manners for prayers and such. 
I thought this was a terrible excuse, but kept quiet as not to ruin lunch. Afterwards, when my son and his girlfriend were getting ready to go, I pulled him aside and said that next time, he should bring over a girl with better manners. My son was furious at me and said that the next time he plans to bring the same girl, and if I don't like that, there won't be a next time at all. I tried to say that he's only 19, and it's very unlikely that this relationship is forever, but he didn't want to hear it. He and his girlfriend left, and that's the last thing I heard her say, was her asking him why he was so angry. He's probably told her what happened by now, which is not what I wanted to happen. Am I the jerk? If you wanted to tell your son something about their girlfriend, and that's something you told them you never want that girlfriend ever hearing about, you probably should just keep it to yourself. This is like being a kid and slapping your brother or sister and then hoping that they just keep it between you and they don't tell mom. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to help cook on Mother's Day? On Thursday, my dad, 42, took me, 18, to help pick out a frame for my mom's, 38, Mother's Day gift, which was a frame that said, Mom, you are the piece that holds us together, with puzzle pieces beneath it with our names on it. After two hours of shopping, we got what we needed, and I picked out a frame for us to use. My brother, 4, received a little credit since he was little, and my other brother, 15, did as well, though he didn't help. He just said whether or not it looked good. On Friday, the gift was complete, so we showed it to mom that evening and she liked it. We took a picture with it as well. We had a garage sale on Saturday, but we all did our own thing afterward. That evening, I played with a few online friends and decided to stay up late since it was the weekend and we didn't have plans on Sunday. I decided to go to bed around 2.30 a.m. This morning, Sunday, my dad opens my door at 9.05 a.m., which wakes me up. He asks me to help cook the eggs for Mother's Day. I explained to him that I was trying to sleep because I stayed up late and didn't know we planned to make breakfast beforehand so that I wouldn't stay up late. Dad insists that I help with the eggs or the waffles, but I reiterated that I'm still trying to sleep because I stayed up late. He said I would help with the eggs and said a pan was out and that I had six minutes and started closing the door. I quickly tried to say that I already told him. At around 9.45am, he came in again while I was in bed asleep. The opening of the door woke me up and he said, How do you think that'll make her feel? Hearing that you refused to help make her breakfast. I replied that I'd already helped her with her Mother's Day gift, and he said something along the lines that he was the one who had the idea and actually built it and that helping with breakfast is something I can have more control over. I replied, got it, I wasn't a part of her gift. After some back and forth he closed the door a little, it wasn't fully closed, and left to continue cooking. At around 10.15am breakfast was ready and I was asleep. He came to my door, slammed it shut, and walked towards the kitchen cursing about me, but he didn't call me any names from what I heard. I'm not sure what he said, but I think it related to doing what I wanted and not what the household needed. I think he failed to communicate his plans and that if he had told me he intended on making breakfast the next morning for Mother's Day, even after her gift, it would have helped me to know to not stay up late under the impression that we finished Mother's Day and that we had nothing planned. Am I the jerk? This was honestly one of those one-off things that even if you were tired you could very easily push through. I think OP was being overly grumpy and allowed that to give them a leeway to being selfish. Shoot, I'm thrilled when I get six and a half hours of sleep regardless. This next story is, am I the jerk for shaming my mother about not taking care of our kids? My sister just had her first kid. 
I have two kids, six and nine. My mother was never a hands-on grandma, which is completely fine. I learned my lesson early on about asking her to babysit. She would either tell me yes and cancel at the last minute or get mad at me for asking. Now this by itself wouldn't be a huge deal. However, my mother was the kind of mother who would drop us off at our grandparents all the time. Holidays, we would get dropped off the second day off and picked up three days before school started. We spend every weekend with them. Grandma would pick us up from school and make us lunch. And besides that, every time one of us asked her to babysit, she said, I already raised my kids. Even if we were just asking her to keep an eye on the kid while we hopped to the store. So it really is the hypocrisy that gets me. Not her not babysitting. I couldn't care less about that. So, my sister had her first kid about four months ago. We had a family dinner on Friday where everyone got to meet the baby. So, we were all mingling and my sister asked mom at one point if she could watch the baby on Friday for one hour so she could pick up her mother-in-law from the airport. My mom started to say her usual sentence and my brothers and I jumped in and finished the sentence for her and laughed. My brother then offered to watch the baby. We thought it was over, but mom was offended and went on a long rant about disrespect. My sister was confused and said, I just thought you might want to bond with your granddaughter. To which I said, she didn't even raise us. What makes you think she would want to spend time with our kids? I admit I was mad because she was acting like she was that martyr who never had time for herself when she literally never had us and when she did, my older brother and I took care of everything in the house, including childcare and house stuff. Obviously, my mother got furious, saying that I was ungrateful. My older brother intervened and said that we weren't ungrateful, but we couldn't ignore the matter of fact. The fight escalated and my mother stormed off. My father called us and told us it was entitled to shame mom for not babysitting. Are we the jerks? I don't even see where they shamed the mom for not babysitting. They shamed the mom for not being a mom. Wait to not even argue the right point. Our next story is, am I the jerk for getting angry? My sis and brother-in-law robbed me of treating my mom for Mother's Day. Planning for Mother's Day and my mama has everything. She repeatedly insists I not buy her a gift. I finally get her to agree and let me take her for a meal, restaurant of her choosing, for Saturday before Mother's Day. She says she wants me to invite my sister and brother-in-law. Three weeks prior, I text sis and inform her I'm taking mom out for Mother's Day and she's welcome to join if she wants. We enjoy our meal and the bill comes. Brother-in-law picks it up and I say, this meal's on me. It was my Mother's Day gift since mom refused gifts. Sis and brother-in-law refuse and say, We already agreed, the two of them, we want to pick up the bill. I inform again that the meal is my Mother's Day gift and I want to pay. He shoves his card at the waitress and she walks away. Sis asks, are you mad? I respond, of course I am. I told you this was my Mother's Day gift and I invited you. Sis and brother-in-law are in disbelief that I'm upset and mom says, just say thank you. Her main goal is always to keep the peace. I text sister and brother-in-law later and tell them that it was clear this gift was to mom and you robbed me of the chance to treat her to a nice meal. I invited you out of courtesy. No response. So am I the jerk? They very clearly just straight up stole that Mother's Day gift from OP even though they didn't really like frame it that way. They didn't come right out and say, oh this was for you for Mother's Day mom, but it's pretty much what they did this next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to meet my sister's new boyfriend? 
because he used to be a meth dealer? I, 28-year-old male, have always been pretty close to my sister, 29-year-old female. Despite us constantly fighting growing up, we were less than a year apart in age and were honestly always best friends. Anyway, due to life circumstances, we live a few towns apart now. My sister recently met a man at her church who is just out of prison. He's a convicted felon who once sold meth. My sister insists that he's a reformed man and last week invited our mother and me to come out to her town and meet him. I refused and so did our mom. I can't fully speak for our mother, although I know that this is also her reasoning based on our conversations, but we refused because of his criminal past. This was a man who was once fully willing to destroy people's lives and possibly cause death just to make a quick, easy buck. I have absolutely no respect for such a man, and it shocks me that my sister would give such a person her love and support. My sister is furious with me and our mother. She says that her boyfriend did his time, is remorseful, and deserves a second chance. I told her that if he can maintain a clean, honest lifestyle for the next two years that I'll meet him and will encourage our mother to do the same, but that until he can prove himself, he's basically a piece of garbage to me. Am I being too demanding and putting too long a time limit on it? Am I the jerk? This is difficult because there's definitely some preconceptions you have when you hear somebody was arrested for dealing. But at the same time, OP is clearly judging the character of this person based on that label alone. It's tricky, but I could very well see why a lot of people would think OP is the jerk. This next story is, am I the jerk for referring to my husband as my biggest and strongest love in my wedding speech? I, 25-year-old female, got married last week to my husband, 25-year-old male, with whom I've been with since we were 18. We started off as friends, but it grew into a beautiful partnership. He's the most understanding and supportive person in my life, and one of my biggest priorities, as I am his. I also have this group of friends since high school. I'll give fake names for the sake of the post. It's Rania, Mary, and Becky. Ever since I started dating my husband, they've always tried to make our friendship versus my relationship into a competition on which is more important to me, which I always replied that I don't like comparing and putting hierarchy on that stuff because each relationship serves a different purpose in my life. I adore my friends and they've been extremely supportive, yet I'm not as close to them as I have been to my husband, but still I think it's wrong to go to their face and compare the love I have for each of them. Our families also have this concept of family always comes first. And while our families do love each other, at some points they'd throw in their true perspective of how his family considers me an outsider and my family considers him an outsider and would guilt us into putting them over our partner. All in all, people in our lives always tried to make our relationship an importance competition while we never put each other in that position. So at our wedding reception during our speeches, he called me his greatest love, and I called him the most important person in my life and my greatest love, to which our families and my friends took great offense. We've been bombarded with guilt-tripping words from our families of how wrong it is for us to put each other first and consider each other the most important person and tossing our families to the side. And my friends said how harmful it is for me to lie for so long about not wanting to put hierarchy and compare the loves I have for friends, partner, and family just to publicly announce how my husband is my greatest love. Maybe I am the jerk for putting that part in the speech because it hurt people around me and caused offense and controversy. 
literally every single person that complained here was a jerk. I just can't believe that there's more than one person who has the insensitivity and incompetence to be upset that somebody loves their wedded partner more than them as a family member or a friend. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not knowing wedding gifts apparently have expiration dates now? So a few years back, my wife and I got married. Her brother works for a major US airline and gifted us two round trip tickets to anywhere in the 48 United States. So no Alaska, no Hawaii. There was never anything said about how long we had to use them. And in fact, it clearly said in the card, whenever you both want. All he needed was one month notice. Since that time, he's been promoted many times, is the airline's union representative and one of the long people employed at this airport for this company. We just recently asked if we could sub two round trips that was the gift for one round trip for a friend of ours who was looking to move back here, six months before we needed the tickets. He now tells us that not only can he not give us our wedding present, but cannot get any ticket. This of course is after his trips to California and Florida. So I said that's cool. Cash at me $1600, the price of two round trips to Vegas where wifey and I would have gone and then never talked to us again. He then bashed me and his sister, my wife, to the rest of the family and now I'm the jerk for expecting he actually give my wife and I our gift. I mean, if you're asking him to buy a ticket for a friend and not you, I don't think you have a lot of room to be upset about that and I especially don't think you can be upset about him not giving you the cash value of those tickets because that literally is the opposite of what that gift is supposed to be. And finally we point out, it's been a few years since the wedding. How long did you think he was going to keep that offer open for? I mean, so much can change in two years that it's just not even something you can begin to expect is just consistently always there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.